It's the Americhips with Kim Monson. Now, while this is all going on, I went through President Trump's speech and uh, Chuck and Nancy's rebuttal. The most important story. The American people finally said enough, and that is why they elected Donald Trump. The latest in politics and world affairs. It's almost unbelievable that Trump has extricated the U.S. from the Iran nuclear deal. And opinions and ideas that prepare you to tackle the day ahead. Because ideas matter. It's the Americhicks, dissecting issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, let's have a conversation. Indeed, let's have a conversation. Welcome. This is the Americhicks with Kim Munson. Be sure and check out my website, americhicks.com, and sign up for my emails. I will keep you apprised of all the upcoming guests, topics, and important events. So go to americhicks.com forward slash Kim and be sure and sign up there. I am the Americhicks on Facebook and Twitter as well, offering you a conservatarian perspective. Now we've got a big show planned for you today. We are going to have former state senator Kevin Lundberg on. We want to talk about the abuse of the safety clause that is being put into uh, much of this legislation by this radical progressive activists that have taken over the Democrat Party here in Colorado. And there's been a real abuse of the safety clause in this legislation. Also, late breaking, uh, we've not seen, I don't think we've seen the legislation drop yet, but there is going to be a real assault, again, by these radical progressive activists on Tabor, which is the Taxpayer Bill of Rights. It was uh, passed by Coloradoans about 25 years ago. It is in the Constitution. And uh, actually, there's been politicians on both sides, of, uh, both sides of the aisle that have been wanting to get rid of this. But we're probably going to see legislation to take a big bite at that. And basically what Tabor says is two things. It says, first of all, it says we just need to have good manners. The people of Colorado have said to our politicians and bureaucrats, if you want to raise our taxes, you just have to ask us. And then there's also a formula of um, population plus, I think, inflation, there's a formula that if, in fact, uh, revenues are higher than, than this formula, then, in fact, if the, the politicians and bureaucrats want to keep that additional revenue, again, they just have to ask us. My understanding is this new legislation is going to say, we don't have to ask you. And uh, that is going against the will of the people and also against the Colorado State Constitution. So when we talk to former State Senator Kevin Lundberg, before we talk about the abuse of the safety clause, I wanted to ask him about that. But uh, a couple of things. Uh, I am convinced more and more that we need to understand why we believe what we believe. And that is why I am partnering with uh, Dr. Tom Cranwitter and his team, Jen Hewlin over at Waters Edge Winery in Centennial for the very first Vino and Veritas, which is next week. Uh, it meets next week, Monday, March 25th. We're going through a study of the Federalist Papers. Because, my friends, we need to know why we believe what we believe. As I'm doing my studies, I'm, I'm in Federalist, Federalist number 10 right now. We have been where we are before. So take heart and know that. And so let's get our brains around why we are Americans and what makes America so unique. And great news. Uh, we are starting Vino and Veritas Castle Rock. And that will start on Sunday, March 31st. If you are interested in that... Be sure and go to my website, americhicks.com forward slash Kim, and fill out the form. 
And uh, a great thank you to our January presenting sponsors at Water's Edge Winery. That was Harmony Ridge Construction, building homes and usually making friends in the process. Uh, Susan Kochevar was our sponsor in February, owner of the historic 88 Drive-In Theater, and she will be opening on April 5th with the movie Shazam. And March's presenting sponsor is Heidi Ganahl and her Freed to Be Coalition, promoting free speech and diversity of thought. Before we talk to Kevin Lundberg, though, uh, a little inspiration for the day. And we're going to talk Abraham Lincoln here in both the Today's Funnies and the Inspiration. But Lincoln said, I will prepare, and someday my chance will come. And then Lincoln really had a sense of humor. And uh, that's one of the great things that's so engaging. And I think a lot of people don't know that about Lincoln. So this is something that he, uh, he said at an editor's banquet in 1856. Uh, Lincoln was not being, he's not being a journalist. He felt rather alienated. So addressing his audience, he compared himself to an ugly horseman. He said, the fellow while riding one day happened upon a woman who curtly remarked, well, for land's sake, you are the homeliest man I have ever seen. Yes, madame, but I can't help it, he responded. No, I suppose not, she allowed, but you might stay at home. And that is Lincoln's sense of humor. So, uh, But let's go over to Lincoln, one of my favorite elected officials. And we're going to talk to another one, and that is former state senator Kevin Lundberg. Kevin, welcome to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson. Well, thank you. It's great being with you. So um, there's a lot going on down at the legislature today. Um, And we wanted to talk about the safety clause. But before we get to that, it looks like there's going to be an assault on TABOR, the Taxpayer Bill of Rights. What, What are you hearing with your ear to the ground? Well, and I have not seen the actual piece myself, but I've just read about it thus far, and it sounds like it's a, and let me back up a little bit. A few years ago, we had what was called Referendum C, which was a five-year, quote, timeout from uh, the revenue limits of Tabor, so you, so they could let the um, the budget grow as much as possible for five years, and then they reset the um, the limit according to that and and that was unconstitutional but never mind about that anyway they're going to try it again only permanent is what i hear so they're just blowing the lid off of the revenue limit that the government can keep and this is just for the general fund which is only about a third of the entire budget but but nonetheless they they don't want to live with that at all and then they've got another bill out there which is uh, the family leave act that calls a huge new tax a fee, which is the other limitation. And those are the two things on Tabor. It's it's limitation on taxes and a limitation on um, on on how much money they can spend. Well, they, they want to take them both away, essentially, mm-hmm. one through just the practice of using fees, and the other one through this overt question to, on the ballot, which, gratefully, that's what they have to do is go through the the ballot issue but uh they'll they'll paint it out as just a oh it's just a little tweak but it's it's a pretty much just taking tabor and throwing it in the trash can well and uh, you know former <clears throat> governor hickenlooper has thrown his hat in the ring for president and he's uh, lauding i think the colorado economy 
And I, I would submit to you that one of the reasons that the Colorado economy has done well is because the private sector is what builds business, not government. And because we've had these limits on government is one of the reasons that Colorado has done well. Absolutely. And, and, yeah, you know, and, yeah. Yeah, well, well, well let, let me tell you, you are in agreement with a lot of very smart economists who have uh, um, looked at Tabor and, and said, look, this is why Colorado has flourished so much. I mean, you can you can look to our oil and gas revenues. Oh, excuse me, they're trying to get rid of that too. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but uh, it is a fundamental key to keeping a limit on on how much government can grow. And and you're right, the private sector they produce um, uh, value, and then the government takes value. So. You know, this doesn't take rocket science, but it unfortunately um, this logic is uh, lacking among many. And, and let me say one other thing: when it, when it comes to bipartisan, bipartisan by their definition is every Democrat is for it, and they find one or two Republicans who have left the reservation, and that's essentially what they found for this one. Um, yep. Believe me, there is a partisan divide on this. The Republicans. For the most part, understand the value of Tabor. The Democrats hate it. So, you well, know, that, you, pick. you want more government or less. That's for sure. And, and you know, I have to say thank you to so many <clears throat> of the Republicans down at the State House that are holding the line. It's got to be tough to go to work every day with all it this is. craziness. We've got one more month, a, a little over a month, and there, there's got to be a lot of more bad bad stuff coming down the uh, pike. But let's, yeah. let's, well, let's jump over to the safety clause. There has mm-hmm. been such an abuse, and this is something that is put into, it's kind of that last <clears throat> little thought in much of this legislation that says the General Assembly hereby finds and determines and declares that this act is, a, is necessary for the immediate preservation of the public peace, health, and safety. So, Kevin Lundberg, how is that being abused? Well, first, understand the safety clause is to get around another constitutional requirement, and this has been... Uh, in the Constitution, I uh, believe, uh, since it was written back in 1876, which says the people reserve the right to review all legislation from the the um, that that's made, and and you see at the very end end of every bill, you have to have this this uh, uh, section that says when the bill be, or the law takes effect, and so the standard protocol supposedly for Colorado laws is. Um, this provision that the people have, and it's, I think it's like 60 days to review, to uh, to uh, bring a petition before the government to say, we'd like to vote on this bill before it becomes law. Uh, or, and they have this, this one exception, unless it's one of those you know extraordinary bills where you have to put it in place immediately. And I agree that occasionally there is something like that. Some emergency occurs or or some, we you know, we realize that that we just have this 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 incredible problem that has to be fixed with legislation. Okay, you put a safety clause on, and, and you you say that that it's absolutely necessary. Well, instead, just as a matter of course, they'll put a safety clause on unless somebody is really being careful about it and goes ahead and does it does it the constitutional way. So what you're saying is, once this legislation is passed, if that safety clause is in there, the the people of Colorado don't get that 60-day review that is in the Constitution, that it immediately becomes law once uh, Governor Polis signs it? 
Well, it either immediately becomes law or it becomes law on a different schedule other than the the, the standard 60-day uh, referendum uh, mechanism. Um, but, yeah, essentially it's it becomes law right now, and, and it's just uh, – this has been abused. This is one thing that when I came in back in 2003 that, that uh, it was being abused a great deal back then as well. Uh, some of us pushed back. Um, actually, when Douglas Bruce became a legislator for a couple of years, he was the one who really drew the line and said, no, safety clauses are wrong unless they really are, have a significant reason to be there. And he would just vote no on everything if it had a safety clause. Um, practically speaking, you can't do that entirely because not everybody agrees with you down there. But mm-hmm. but uh, uh, I thoroughly uh, agree that that we've abused this and if you read the constitution it says so clearly where the legislature is established that we the people reserve the right to review the the, what the legislature does and the safety clause is the way the legislature say you know just thumbing their nose at the people and saying we don't care boy you know uh, senator lundberg we are just about out of time i'd really like to have you back and talk some more about what's going on at the legislature. So we will do that. But what I see, Senator Lundberg, is the Colorado legislature, the radical progressive activists that have taken over there are stomping all over the the rights of the people and the will of the people. And we need to we need to push back. In every way possible, they are doing that. I've never seen it so out of control as it is this year. I mean, usually when the Democrats get in full control, they'll they'll have a couple of crazy ones like, you know, the, the gun bills that they did back in 2013, huge for a week or two. But it it's like every week we're getting another issue and it's another, you know, it's it's oil and gas, it's it's uh, all businesses with family leave plus taxes we won't be able to afford or it's uh, uh, the sex ed bill or it's I mean the list goes on and on. They're I know. And we we have one more month. I am, too. So we're going to get you scheduled uh, hopefully very, very soon, because I'd like to hear more what you have to say. So thank you, Senator Lundberg. Thanks. Okay. And Steve, hey, March Madness starts today, and I have my brackets done. I can't wait. KU all the way. Rock Chalk Jayhawk. And Hooters Restaurants is my sports headquarters. And Wednesday is Wing Day Wednesday, so all the wings you can eat. And try those new smoked wings. They are delectable and only half the calories. So if you would like more information, visit HootersColorado.com. That's HootersColorado.com. Let them know that you know me, the Americhicks. We're going to be right back. We're going to talk to the original and smart AOC, Amy Oliver Cook, Executive Director of the Independence Institute. All AmeriChick sponsors are an exclusive partnership with the AmeriChicks and are not affiliated or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson and grow your business, contact Kim at AmeriChicks.com. That's AmeriChicks.com. You want to succeed, so you need to dress for the job, event, or relationship that you seek. For over 30 years, entrepreneur, stylist, and Americhick Kim Munson has been helping women look their very best with well-priced, made-to-measure clothes that fit a busy lady's lifestyle. Gals, if you want to up your game and freshen your look, email Kim at Americhicks.com for your initial style consult. Kim at Americhicks.com. Social media is important to the Americhicks, since it's an avenue we can utilize to hear from and speak to all of our friends. 
for those of you who enjoy listening to the show, we'd love to hear what's on your radar. Follow us and talk to us at AmeriChicks Twitter and Facebook pages. Also, if you're a business owner who could benefit from some extra foot traffic from like-minded friends, consider advertising on the AmeriChicks radio show. Contact us at AmeriChicks.com or email Kim at AmeriChicks.com. Hey, welcome back to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson, where we dissect the issues, news, politics, and opinion as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree? Let's have a conversation. Be sure and check out my website. It is fabulous, my new website that I have invested in. And sign up for my emails. I will keep you apprised of upcoming guests and topics and important events. That uh, website is AmeriChicks.com. I am the AmeriChicks on Facebook and Twitter as well, offering you a conservatarian perspective. I am so excited with this guest to have AOC on the line with me. The original AOC, the smart AOC, Amy Oliver Cook. Welcome to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson. Well, I do appreciate the fact that um, you have differentiated me slightly (laughs) from another AOC who happens to be from New York. She has made my my initials. um, She's brought some notoriety. Unfortunately, it's the infamous kind rather than... um, than anything that is that is good. I, I say, so I'm the capitalist AOC, AOC. she's the socialist AOC. <laughs> I like that. It is astounding what is happening with her. I really think she has a handler. You know, she's coming out threatening other Democrats. She has this agenda. I think some somebody has an agenda, and she's just the face of it. Uh, you know, I give her I give her credit in the sense she defeated a a multi term incumbent Democrat who felt very comfortable in his position. But the other thing I give her credit for is exposing where the left wants to go. I mean, she, she doesn't back down in that she is a she's a socialist and she is. Not afraid to talk about um, about her socialist leaning and wanting to tax uh, earners and producers to what? What was she up to? Like ninety percent? It's astonishing. The Green New Deal is extreme. I, I don't even. That's not even the right word for it. There is a level of sheer insanity that goes with that. That Green New Deal. Literally, you have to be a train riding vegan and a a, a throwback to about the 11th century to even think that that is a plausible plan is crazy. Here's the thing I look at that with AOC, and Kim, you might you'll, you'll appreciate this. Remember all the things that the uh, what I would call the pedestrian mainstream media said about Sarah Palin. I mean, they were relentless in how they mocked her and they bashed her. She was Caribou Barbie, which actually. Listen, when you're when you're a a mom of adult children and somebody uh, equates you to Barbie, it's not all bad. I mean, I'm not one of those who's offended by that. Not at all. But um, but they called her all of these names. Maureen Dowd went after her. All of these other women went after her. But 
AOC says stuff, and I don't mean me as the AOC, New York socialist AOC, says things that are absolutely crazy. And what you have are people jumping on board as if she's the Pied Piper. I mean, it's I, I love watching her because she is exposing where the left is truly going. The, you know, the mask is off. This is this is a run toward Venezuela. Well, I, and I totally agree that the veil is off, and it's it's across the board. It's not only on taxation, but it's on um, you know Second Amendment, due process, uh, freedom of transportation, freedom of mobility for people to have. Um, you know, to be able to, to drive the car or truck that they want to, you know, the, it, it right it comes right down to freedom versus force. That is the real question. Are we going to have freedom to live our lives in all of these important issues or is it going to be government force? And she I agree with you. She has uh, lifted the veil on this. And I know that there are people that uh, that kind of mock her. And they say, oh, my gosh, millennial. And she's but I think she needs to be taken seriously because she is the face of of this movement in the Democrat Party. And uh, I, I I respect her as as a um, as a an opponent, if you will, to freedom. I respect that she is a formidable opponent. I think I don't think she, that we can mock her. I think we have to take it seriously. Well, we have to take it seriously in the sense of she's telling us exactly where she wants the Democrat Party to go. I take that very seriously. They are running full steam into Venezuela. And what I what I say, too, when I, you know, talk to some folks in, in Colorado to bring it sort of to Colorado, I don't want to know how many of the Democrats at the state capitol are governor. Those who are running, for instance, Christana Duran, who's going to challenge Diana DeGette, she has already come out in favor of the Green New Deal. I want to know where they stand so that we have the same level of honesty in Colorado. And a prime example, uh, I was I was watching a video that Michael Sandoval, excellent Michael Sandoval from uh, Western Wire, reporter, actually editor for Western Wire, he got the state Senate majority leader to say, well, he didn't get it. I, I should say he recorded it. Uh, our state Senate majority leader, Steve Fenberg, Democrat out of Boulder, said in a town hall meeting to a bunch of really anti-energy zealots. These are these are the people that would embrace the Green New Deal. They want to end uh, the oil and gas industry in Colorado. Steve Fenberg, the state our state majority state Senate majority leader, said he would like to end the extraction industry in Colorado. Now he hasn't said that on the floor of the Senate. He hasn't said that, not that I know of, anywhere else, but he said it in this town hall. AOC has emboldened them to come take the mask off, come out with what their actual agenda is. And that way we know, now we know, now we know that in AOC wants to end transportation as we know it. She wants to end uh, yeah, freedom, you know, 
mobility freedom, uh, your your right to self defense. Um, she she wants she wants you to stop eating beef. Well, in Colorado, we now have we we have uh, leaders of in the Democrat Party now openly acknowledging they want to end the extraction industry in Colorado. This means all mining and certainly uh, all oil and gas, all energy development. Um, so I, I give her credit for that, and I do take that very seriously. We should take these policies seriously enough that we need to defeat these people because they want to destroy our economy. AOC has declared economic war on the United States, just as Majority Leader Fenberg has declared economic warfare on the state of Colorado, and in particular my county, Weld County, which produces 90% of the oil in the state of Colorado. Well, it truly is astounding what is happening on the national level with uh, AOC Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and then what is happening down at the State House here in Colorado. I really think that if these people had been honest about what they were really going to do, I'm not sure that they would really have gotten elected. But we now know what the fight is. And so everyday people need to engage in this battle. You need to understand the issues. That's why I do this show to, to and bring these great guests on like the original AOC and the smart AOC, that is Amy Oliver Cook, to help you understand what these issues are and and to find your voice so that you can engage in conversations uh, with friends and family and neighbors. Because the battle that we're in, Amy, and we're going to go to break in just a minute, but this is is a battle, and it's a battle of ideas. And so we have to arm ourselves to know why we believe what we believe and engage in conversations. So this is Kim Munson with the AmeriChicks. I'm talking with the original and the really smart AOC, Amy Oliver for Cook. We're going to go to break. We'll be right back. Hey, Jason McBride over at Presidential Wealth Management. You like to draw some of your wisdom from great business leaders. Who's somebody that really inspires you? Well, I think Lee Iacocca is, is a great example. Uh, not only was he a very good business leader, he was instrumental in turning around uh, Chrysler Corporation when they really got in trouble the first time around anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, he was kind of just a straight shooter, too. And that's one of the things I liked about him. You know, a little bit rough around the edges, but just a, a real straight, no BS kind of guy, which I really appreciate. I like those kind of guys, uh, yep. So one of the things that uh, Lee Iacocca said was, if little kids don't aspire to make money the way I did, what good is this country? And I think that that is a great quote. Uh, I, I think it's very smart uh, to instill kind of an entrepreneurial spirit into our kids when they're young or even just a spirit to work hard and to try to hustle and make money. And, Kim, I know you mentioned that uh, little kids running lemonade stands is a great example of that. Well, it really is. Uh, and, of course, it's funny that the regulators even want to get into that. That's right. Now, kids, when you open your lemonade stand, first make sure you pull your permits properly from the city, uh, report your payroll taxes, uh, put your OSHA sticker on the wall next to the payroll that announces the minimum wage and all that because you don't want any of your employees getting you in trouble. That's for sure. And so Lee Iacocca, I do remember him as well. I love this quote, if little kids don't aspire to make money, as I did, what good is this country? So people being entrepreneurial, 
and being capitalist. He inherently understood that, Jason McBride. Well, I think he did, and and I think it's a very good lesson to learn to depend on yourself. Uh, I know I've tried to instill that in my kids, and I could say I think it's worked pretty well. They enjoy uh, working, they enjoy earning their own money, and sometimes they enjoy just blowing their own money on things that I might think are silly. But again, that's how they, they learn that's when they've they blown it and they want something else. Dad, can I borrow some until I get my next allowance? Nope. <laughs> okay. Well, there is dignity in work, and we that's need right. to conti- continue to uphold that. So, Jason McBride over at Presidential Wealth Management, be sure and check out our landing page with you. That is chickspresidential.com chickspresidential.com and thanks so much we'll talk to you tomorrow all right kim thank you work with mortgage professionals who will give you quick and accurate financial advice home mortgage alliance has the knowledge and expertise to explore the many financial options available to you the mortgage process can be stressful and as interest rates rise it's more important than ever to get pre-qualified now so you're ready to buy Call Kim Sturtz and Mark Cook with Home Mortgage Alliance to make sure that you're making the right financial choice for you and your family. 303-888-2732. Kim and Mark will remain available to you 24-7 to help you through the process. Choose the only mortgage professionals recommended by the Americhicks with Kim Munson. Call Kim and Mark with Home Mortgage Alliance today. 303-888-2732. Dan Predovich and his team at Predovich & Company help your business plan ahead financially. The AmeriChicks with Kim Munson highly recommends Predovich & Company as your financial business consultant. Predovich & Company will take care of your tax preparation, bookkeeping, and business advisory services. Dan Predovich and his team want to learn about the unique needs of your business through real, honest dialogue. Because of their advanced technological capabilities, Predovich and Company can help clients anywhere in the United States. Call 303-791-3000 to start preparing now for tax season. Organize your business finances with Predovich and Company. Call 303-791-3000 today. Welcome back to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson. Dissecting news, politics, and opinion is right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, let's have a conversation. We need to talk to each other. Be sure and check out my website, AmeriChicks.com. Sign up for my emails, and I will keep you apprised of all the upcoming guests, topics, and important events. I'm the AmeriChicks on Facebook and Twitter, and offering you a conservatarian perspective. So thrilled to have on the line with me, AOC, the original, the smart, Amy, Oliver Cook. And we've been talking about the... The AOC from New York, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and that the veil is off, the mask is off on the agenda of the radical progressive activists that have taken over the Democrat Party. This is no longer the party of your parents and your grandparents. It's no longer the Democrat Party of JFK. It is now a party that is moving, running towards socialism. Ultimately, communism is running towards the results of Venezuela. Uh, Amy, before we went to break, though, we were talking about Michael Sandoval, who is the editor uh, of Western Wire, somehow got, did he get the audio or or just the transcript that Steve Finberg uh, from Boulder, a representative, uh, let's see, senator or representative? He's a senator, he's a state senator out of Boulder, um, smart young man, and Michael Sandoval got, um, he actually went to to Senator Fenberg's town hall meeting. So it was the, the Senate Majority Leader, 
Senator Fenberg, who's the majority leader, uh, Speaker of the House, Representative Casey Becker, also from Boulder, and then uh, Representative Edie Hooten. Um, and they had this town hall and a bunch of what they call themselves fractivists. They're really anti-oil and gas. And if you look at that crowd, it is, uh, it's, first of all, it's Boulder, which, in case people are wondering, very white and, and wealthy. Uh, and very elitist, have, very elitist. Yes, absolutely. Generally. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, literally. I mean, if you look at their um, Randall O'Toole, this is a side note, but Randall O'Toole, who, who does transportation policy for the Independence Institute, he actually, the, the growth in black population in Boulder County is negative 22%. Wow. Yeah, so, so not... When you think of diversity of color, that isn't bolder, and certainly not diversity of thought. But back to Senator Fenberg, he said at this town hall that if he could, he would end the extraction industry in Colorado, and that is what he would like to do. And we were talking about AOC, and we were saying she took, she's taken the mask off. She has, she she is boldly proclaiming that she's going to take the Democrat Party where it has never really gone before a full-bore socialist. Well, Senator Fenberg then goes and says in a town hall meeting he would eliminate the extraction industry if he could. And I just keep wondering something about that. So the Democrats took oil and gas money in the last election cycle. So I'm just wondering if he told that to oil and gas companies as they were writing checks, as they write checks to both sides. Although I don't know what you would ever want to write a check to somebody who wants to eliminate. Who wants to put you out of business. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, how absolutely, utterly foolish can you be? But I digress. I, I keep wondering. I wonder if he used that in a pitch to oil and gas companies when he was when when he was asking them for money as um, as somebody trying to flip the Senate from Republican to Democrat, which he did successfully. You can go on Tracer and see companies that have that have given him money. I wonder if he actually said it to them. I would end your industry right now if I had my way. Um, I doubt he did that, but now the the mask is off. He has said it. It's a $30 billion-plus industry in the state of Colorado. It employs hundreds of thousands of people, including a lot of minorities. Um, If you go to Spirit of Colorado, either the website or we're on Facebook, you can meet Raul the Welder, a a man who went from being a migrant worker to becoming a welder. He is one of those ancillary services, support services for the oil and gas industry. State Senate Majority Leader Steve Fenberg is essentially saying to him, you know what, uh, I will, uh, we're just going to end your job. Uh, and my guess is they'll say, we'll retrain you as 
a solar panel installer or something. It, the, the, it is so incredibly patronizing. Well, it, it really is. And elitism, uh, I, I've never really understood it, but I, I see it now because, you know, the American idea is the idea that everyone is created equal and everyone has these rights, life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. And I've always just believed that we are all equal. Some people work harder than others. And, you know, they take risks. That, you know, people make different choices. They can reap the benefits of those choices, but they have to be responsible for those choices as well. And there may be many people that go, oh, well, I'm not in oil and gas, and that doesn't matter. If they want to close down that that particular industry, you know, I, 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 you know, it won't really affect me. Well, it will affect everyday hardworking Coloradoans in a number of ways. First of all, let's think about it. The thousands and thousands of people that are employed by this very robust industry right here in Colorado, if those jobs go away, they're going to go away. So that means that your house values will probably go down because they're going to move away. If all those people move out of Colorado, you're going to see your real estate values go down. Uh, What do you think, Amy? Oh, absolutely. And in my home county of Weld, it's going to, it will devastate Weld County's economy. Now, just so people know about Weld County, we are the only county in the United States that has no sales tax, and no long-term debt. We built something, we pay cash for it. We just completed something like 20 miles of, of roadway, five lanes. So two lanes, each north and south, with a center turning lane. Why? We did it because couldn't get the state of Colorado to act to expand I-25 or to do anything about Highway 85, we can't wait for the state of Colorado to act on transportation. So we did it our, ourselves and estimate that they'll take something like a third of the truck truck traffic off of Highway 85 along this corridor that goes all the way down um, from north, north, well, central Weld County, all the way to about I-76. Think about that. Four, five lanes, two lanes each direction, north and south, no stoplights, 65 miles an hour. Just you, you, you can just drive. Weld County paid cash for it. We paid cash. No bonds, no anything. We paid cash. We do that because we responsibly develop the energy that is underneath our our land. Well, Not it, because we, we raise taxes or, or sell bonds. Well, and, and so there is that, uh, there's the component, and you've said, and then that's great that, that you've been able to go ahead and take care of, of those issues that you had there regarding your transportation because the state of Colorado, you know, has not had the will to do that. They've been spending money on other things. There's plenty of money. It's just they have not t- uh, taken the political will to do that. And that is one of the things that really 
does affect the ability for everyday people to have upward economic mobility is to be able to uh, drive the car or truck that they want, to be able to go where they want to, when they want to. And so the idea that Senator Finberg is actually on record saying that he wants to close down that particular industry, it's going to affect everybody, but it's going to affect your real estate values. It's going to affect you as far as uh, the cost of your energy also right here in Colorado. And those two things are so important to everyday hardworking people. Your single mom, you've told the story of the mom down in Pueblo regarding energy. And we've got a, a couple of minutes. Why don't you share that story? Because affordable, reliable uh, energy is so important, for, again, for people to have their upward mobility in uh, economic mobility. So explain that story. Yeah, and this would be a part of um, policies. The result, this story came out of policies that somebody like Senator Fenberg supports. Young, uh, young working mom down in Pueblo. Her name is Sharon Garcia, and um, she's had her power shut off several times because, as the state has has embraced what we call fuel switching, in other words, shutting down affordable plants and having to build out more expensive um, sources of energy in brand new plants. Our, our electric rates have gone up significantly. Here's this young mom with a home-based business who spends $250 a month on electricity and $850 a month on rent. I mean, that is a huge percent of, uh, of your income going to energy versus going to your rent. And the Washington posted a story on her and they called it her depression era obsessiveness with electricity because she puts post-it notes all over her house telling her children, encouraging her children, it's not enough to just turn off an appliance. You have to unplug it because she can't even afford the power, the little bit of power that, that comes through the line when you leave something plugged in. This is a mom who doesn't want a handout from government. She wants to show her kids that she can do it herself. But the state of Colorado has embraced policies that make it hard for people like Sharon Garcia to simply pay her bills. And we've done that to her intentionally. We know it's driving up rates and we go, oh, no, it's okay. It'll only be a little bit. Well, for people like Sharon Garcia, that little bit matters. And she doesn't want government coming in, taking care of her. She wants to show her kids she can do it herself. And we continue to make it harder on people like her who are trying to earn a living and just put a roof over their kids' heads, a little food on the table, and maybe on occasion take them to a movie. And you know what? That upward economic uh, movement of individuals, the dignity of a job, the dignity of being able to take care of yourself. We're seeing that in a way, a death by a thousand cuts because of government policy. Amy Oliver Cook, the original and really smart AOC. We're going to go to break. We'll be right back. Award-winning realtor Karen Levine has 30 years of experience with REMAX Alliance. Karen Levine believes in home ownership. As a Colorado representative to the National Board of Realtors, 
Karen Levine works to protect private property rights. Since losing her mother to breast cancer, Karen Levine has helped organize a local fundraising event called Karen's for the Cure, raising money for breast cancer research. Karen Levine comes highly recommended by the Americhicks with Kim Munson. Choose Karen Levine to buy or sell your home because she understands that it's more than just a house. Call award-winning realtor Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance today at 303-877-7516. Hey, welcome back to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson dissecting the issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, let's have a conversation. Be sure and check out my website, AmeriChicks.com, and I am the AmeriChicks on Facebook and Twitter as well, offering you a conservatarian perspective. We are having a conversation with the original and really smart AOC. That is Amy Oliver Cook, and uh, it always goes by way too quickly when we're, we're getting to chat. I tell you what, Amy. Well, thank you. And I actually just thought of something. I want to make the initials AOC great again. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Make AOC great again. That That will be my mission. I'm going to reclaim these initials. They're not bad initials. It's just a bad person from New York who's claiming them. Oh, and so you heard it first right here on the AmeriChicks <laughs> with Kim Munson. AOC, make AOC great again. I love it. But uh, before we went to break, we were talking about upward economic mobility. Uh, people going out and being able to take care of themselves. There's there's great dignity on not having to, to go to the government uh, for a handout. And Sharon Garcia, you mentioned her a mom down in Pueblo that that is is really kind of depression era energy in her house because policies and regulations and rules are making energy much more expensive. But this upward economic mobility is almost death by a thousand cuts. You can you can take a look at almost any industry. We we see that there's going to be this assault on people being able to choose the vehicle that they want to drive. There's going to there's a let's see there's an assault on um well the red flag bill probably doesn't really affect well it does affect your economic sure well-being. Does. Yeah, if you you know so a death by a thousand cuts. Let's talk to that, Amy. What what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's actually a great way to put it, Kim, because, um, you know, we talk about the price of electricity in our homes. But the other thing that's going to go up in, in, you know, freedom of mobility, which we mentioned, but you just talked about about not being able to drive the car that we can afford, that we that we want to drive or that works for whatever our job is. Yeah, there is these electric vehicle mandates. You can plan on the price of a new car in Colorado being close to $2,000 more going forward. And I think that's a conservative estimate. I think that's the bare minimum. Uh, I've heard, talk to people in the industry, it's probably going to be more than that. It probably will be. So using the more conservative estimate... $2,000 $2,000 more to purchase a car. And it's just when because... You look at the price, you talk about, about all of the regulations just on zoning yep. and housing and things like that, which drives up the price of a house. Mm-hmm. We have enjoyed the benefits of a lot of people coming into the state. Or, you know, you can look at it the other way and say, yeah, and they brought their their 
their California values with them, that California mindset with them. But but what's going to happen is we are going to price our state out of any type of competitive market. And we'll stop having people be able to come in and afford to live here. And in fact, we'll start losing people because they cannot afford to live in Colorado. Well, and I think we look at Venezuela. I remember Venezuela as a very uh, prosperous country. And so this is in my lifetime. And it's because of they have rich resources, but it's because of policies and rules and regulations, the move to socialism and communism, that now people are standing in line, uh, waiting for food, waiting for toilet paper, waiting for coffee. And if we think that can't happen here in America, we're kidding ourselves. It can happen here. And so we need to be continuing to shed the light on what is going on. We need to be having conversations with people because I, I think that while we say the veil is off, the mask is off for that everyday hardworking mom, dad, trying to just take care of their family, go to work, get the kids to school. I don't think they know yet the danger that's coming down the pike. And that is really the death of economic well-being by a thousand cuts. You know, I kind of like it's it's interesting, too, in Colorado, you see, for instance, on the so-called red flag bill. It, 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 so you see counties saying we're going to be a sanctuary county for you know, uh, um, for Second Amendment um, for Second Amendment rights. I would love to see counties say I'm, we're going to be a sanctuary county for capitalism. We're going to be a sanctuary county for um, the oil and gas industry. We're not going to go along with the bolder leadership at the state capitol, who, by the way, were disingenuous when they were campaigning in this last election cycle. They're ba- the, ma- the, the, the mask is now off, but and we know now, but they certainly weren't saying that during the election. So wouldn't it be great if Weld County, the commissioners there said, you are um, oil and gas, this will be a sanctuary county for capitalism, for prosperity. So the rest of Colorado, if, if you can't afford Denver, you can't afford other places, um, come to our county. We're going we're gonna to reduce regulation. We're not going to follow what is happening under the gold dome in Denver. And instead of this death by a thousand cuts, we should be um, welcoming people who want to participate in that American dream of upward mobility. I would love to see that movement start start going in Colorado. Well, you know, and that is such a good point. Uh, I had a bunch of women over the other night, and uh, one of the gals, very thoughtful, she had gone down to one of the rallies, and, and she said, I felt uncomfortable with, with some, of, some of the signs. And, uh, and I realized we have to really start to stand for something instead of always standing against something because we've been playing defense all the time you have to stand against you know all these these shenanigans that's going on down at the state house we need to go on the offense and i i like what you're saying what do we stand for we stand for 
policies, taxation uh, rates that empower people to for upward economic mobility instead of all these policies that keep be, uh, are keeping people down but let's be let, let's have that message of standing for something instead instead of uh you know standing against something let's let people know what we stand for absolutely and and, and welcome anybody who wants to be a part of that prosperity and upward mobility i don't care where you where you came from or or um, who your parents were, or anything like that. If you embrace freedom, and you embrace, um, you know, other people's right to to prosper, then you're one of us. We would love to have you. Whatever it is, whatever your industry, whatever it is your business is, whatever it is you want to do, um, we want that type of person in our community and you're right that's what we should stand for i just would love to see counties say i love um, it and so i'm going to throw this out to weld county i would love to see weld county say this is a sanctuary county for prosperity i I, you know what i love it that is absolutely brilliant we've got just a little bit of time left and and you really watch what's going on down at the capitol and it seems to me like there's some shenanigans going on do you have a couple of examples well, I would say um, one, and we've seen this a couple of times. Um, in, in, they talk about this bill or that bill, or this is what this bill's going to do, and then you say, "Well, okay, can we see it?" Oh no, no, not going to show it to you. You're just going to have to trust us that this is what this bill will do. I mean, we have seen. We have seen that they did that uh, sex education with the sex education bill. They've done it with the uh, with oil and gas. It's all this. Oh, and they'll have a big press conference about it. Red flag bill was another one. Had this big press conference. And this is what the bill is going to do. And they don't show it to you. And so, in other words, we're supposed to just accept what they're saying as truth. And I guess not read the bill, but then you read the bill and know what's in it. And you go, yeah, it's not exactly what you said in the press conference. Yeah, and to that point, this has been a journey for me. I used to, you know, just listen to the synopsis by the the media on you know different things, and then within the last few years, I've started to read the bills and there's a lot of legalese in there and uh, sometimes they're kind of complicated and sometimes they're not but it doesn't take that much time and so to all of my listeners out there instead of relying on media you can rely on me though but other media uh, read the bill and so it's very easy to do you can google colorado state legislature and then you can put in like um it's a hb for a house bill sb for a senate bill and then it'll be the number 19 because it's that's the year and then the house bill or senate bill number and it'll come up and read the bill so that when you're talking with people and they start telling you what's in the bill and they haven't read it you could say wait a minute I've read the bill. And just by saying that, you create an enormous amount of credibility. You know, I, I, used, to tell the, I used to tell that to my students when I was teaching. I'd say, I would tell them, don't take my word for something. Don't, don't take my word for it. Go read for yourself. Come back and tell me if you agree or disagree with me. 
maybe you don't think I have the right take on something, but I loved telling my students, please go read something and come back and challenge me. Let's have a conversation about it. That's for sure. Amy Oliver Cook, the original and really smart AOC. Thank you so much for, for this. And yeah, read the bill and then let's have a conversation about it. So our quote for today, the great black economist, Thomas Sowell, he says, Socialism in general has a record of failure so blatant that only an intellectual could ignore or evade it. So today, think, uh, read great books, think good thoughts, full music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. This is Kim Munson with the American Chick signing off. God bless you, and God bless America. And I-